Welcome to Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers. My name is Kyle Neighbor, and I'm the marketing communications specialist at Vive. I'm here with my co-host, Jared Faulkner, a business development lead. And today on Revive, we are joined by Teresa Shell, Vive Marketing's president and owner, who's here to discuss the value of your company's unique identifiers or the company's why and why this is important. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Revive. In this episode, we will be joined by Teresa Shell discussing unique brand identifiers and specifically why finding them are valuable in your marketing company. Teresa, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about our conversation. To start, tell us a fun fact about yourself, a little about your background in the industry, and how Vive Marketing was started. Uh, to start with maybe a, a fun fact, I'm uh, a wine enthusiast, and my husband and I like to travel across the U.S. and to Europe to uh, taste the different wines that the different terroirs established. It's based on their soils and their atmospheric um, grades. And you have to drink a lot of wine to be a wine enthusiast, but uh, we do like talking about it. It's very conversational. Um, Every state in the U.S. actually makes wine, even Alaska. But Wisconsin, because of our hardy winters, there's only a few varietals that Wisconsin can grow. And they're very acidic, so they're very sweet, and they're really good for like port wines or fruit wines, which is not my favorite. I prefer the hardy Charbonos and Cabernets that are in California. But anyway, we're talking about marketing, not wine, so <laughs> I, I uh, digress. But um, manufacturing has been my professional career for decades. I began with a manufacturer's rep firm responsible for the growth of investment castings, die castings, powdered metal, rotation molding, injection molding. I, I advanced to be the first marketing director for an injection molder where the success started by a complete rebrand. Uh, executed a marketing plan and equipped the sales team with the right sales tools. Well, from there, I knew I could help other small to mid-sized manufacturers. So Vive is going to be 13 years old and all of our clients are in the manufacturing space. So plastic processors, plastic service providers, mold builders, metal stampers and fabricators, etc. So essentially, we revive brands with strategy uh, with a consistent message into the right communication channels. Perfect, Teresa. I appreciate you sharing. There's uh, clearly nothing to whine about there. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. So Teresa talking a little bit more about Vive. One of the main objectives is really just to fully understand the clients, but specifically why they're in business. So why would you say finding that why is important, you know, behind the company or product and, and, you know, how that kind of drives the company? So first I should note that I have a fondness for Simon Sinek. And if you know him, his philosophy and his book um, titled Starting With Why uh, was what really inspired me. So Sinek encourages us to look at the bigger picture, to shape our behavior and drive those long-term results. He um, uses what's called a golden circle and it um, has three layers, almost like a bullseye. So that outer um, most circle is the what. It's what you do. So for example, you're an injection molder. That next circle is the how and that's where that specific action is taken. So for example, through scientific molding or optimized tool builds. And then that third um, circle is the core, which is the why. And that represents what your cause is and what you believe in. There are a lot of companies that fall short on this because not only do they not understand their why, they cannot clearly articulate why they do 
what they do. Uh, so the why is all about your purpose. Uh, so for example, why does ABC Company exist and why should anyone care? Uh, so the whole golden circle encourages starting from the inside and go out of the circle. And most companies will market themselves um, with what and hows because that's what their customers are asking for. Um, they ask for price, quality, and delivery amongst other features. But the why is the reason that we buy and the what only represents that tangible item or the component part. Yeah, that's exactly right, Teresa. And as Simon Sinek says, that golden circle is what builds the framework of the organization. And then the why behind the product or the service is what really allows customers to, to buy into that product and really accept that. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think it boils down to an easy process. Uh, simply just asking yourself, what is my purpose? Why is this my line of work? Who am I trying to help? And where can I solve solutions? Uh, just simply identifying that purpose and why anyone should care what you do compared to any other company that will identify that true empowering why. So, Teresa, how does Vive help brands find their unique why? Do you recall the quote from Henry Ford? If I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Uh, so this is um, part of that brain that controls decision-making. It's different from the part of the brain reporting back why that decision happened. So how Vive helps companies find their unique why happens when we launch with a strategic focus. So we begin by conducting an on-site workshop that asks specific questions to the leadership team and is bundled in three categories uh, to later deliver those why statements. Uh, so these statements are then seen on a client's message platform and marketing deliverables. I love that quote, by the way, and, and kind of going back to that, I think starting with a why really allows your brand to think beyond the simple solutions, you know, such as a, a faster horse and look to true innovations. And in this case, you know, it's the Model T, but building off that, I think brands then can highlight what is unique or special about their product and why the customers should really care about them. And I, I just think that's so great, <laughs> you know, talking about a faster horse and, and how funny that would be if we're just still riding horses today and oh my gosh. where we would be if we weren't thinking deeper. So diving a little bit into the importance of discovering the why, how does it drive decision-making? So when we make decisions, the, the highest level of our confidence that we make up or conjure up is this decision feels right. So it's the ability to put a why into words that provides that emotional context for decisions at deeper levels. You may recall the saying that we buy an emotion and justify later with logic. Uh, the goal of a company should not be to do business with anyone who simply wants what you offer, but it should focus on the people who believe what you believe. Like buy an expensive bottle of wine. One of my favorite wineries in Paso Robles is um, named Niner. And not only are their line, wines really rich and luscious, but I connect with why their business. And they're a family-owned, solar-powered, 100% estate-grown winery. And their commitment to the customer experience is a priority. And that's seen. And no, they didn't pay for me to say that. But that that's an example of um, a company that uses their why. Yeah, I completely agree, uh, Teresa. Collaborating with someone who has the same vision and goal will make the business run a whole lot smoother, uh, which can be done uh, during the development of the brand messaging stage. So how do you recommend integrating the why into a company's marketing strategy? So not only can the why statements be seen across all marketing channels, but it's important for internal teammates to understand the why through a clear, concise elevator pitch, for lack of a better word. Companies with a strong sense of why are able to inspire their employees, and typically these employees are more productive and innovative, um, and that's where 
positive attitudes feed more positive attitudes. Yeah, something I believe every team needs. Uh, a good, wholesome, positive attitude really drive the room, great energy flowing. Us uh, work is always more fun when the office is full of the half glass full Sears. Absolutely. Yeah, you totally want to be in an office where everyone's buying into the, the bigger picture and understanding the role. So, Teresa, you mentioned earlier Simon Sinek is somebody that inspires you, but how about brands that inspire? Do you have any examples of brands or companies that effectively use their why in marketing? So, I can think of an example of a company effectively using their why is Apple. Uh, even though what Apple produces is no different than their competitors, Apple communicates from the why which is to challenge the status quo and empower the individual. Uh, this is done in a repeating pattern in all they say and do, uh, which positions their brand as authentic. So to provide an example, um, Creative was the company responsible for producing the first MP3 player, and they marketed their offering as a five gigabyte MP3 player, and that focuses on the what. When Apple introduced their MP3 player, the iPod, they marketed it as a thousand songs in your pocket, giving us the why, which is completely different. You know, I just wanted to say that Apple definitely found that way to effectively capitalize on that why, and they did it by highlighting, you know, what the product was specifically created to satisfy. At that time, most of us were still using our uh, CD players. I don't know about you, Jared, but I was on the bus using my CD player. I had maybe 22 songs, but having that ability to walk around with all my favorite songs, you know, with no skips, because as you know, you get a bus, you know, it bounces, <laughs> you get the skips in the CD, didn't have to change the CD because there's nothing worse than bringing a CD in your backpack and it breaks or something like that. All of that was a game changer with the iPod. And the other thing with it is having that effective messaging and strong advertising like Apple did with the iPod. I think that was a reason it really took off and it was way more successful is they made it look fun and all those commercials were catchy and they did it's a great job. But beyond that, it was that other marketing to it, which is, you know, a thousand songs in your pocket and just how much power this thing has. And when you had all that combined, it was really effective. Yeah, I know. I was pretty sick of writing down the name of songs on all the CDs. So I was pretty jacked when the MP3 player came out. <laughs> uh, even though it took about two hours for me to download a song back then, about $100 on my parents' credit card. <laughs> Still, still more grateful for where we're at now. So now that we're obviously in the manufacturing industry, could you please transition and give us an example um, in manufacturing company using your unique why? You bet. Um, so transitioning to manufacturing example, most of our clients effectively use their why statements because it's what we lead with in our branding communications on their behalf. So we re recently rolled out a messaging platform for a new client and those statements are currently seen on their brochure we created, um, new website, and their social media posts. So instead of announcing that a company has 42 presses, which make high quality parts and always deliver on time, like my voice, on a website or um, sales PowerPoint, we focus on the why um, the customers choose to do business with them and lead with these why statements. Uh, so for example, I can think of a, a client statement where we focus on the why with emotion, connecting where it feels right to the core. So their customers stated that the company's ethics and values aligned with theirs. And this company approaches business values with those solutions-based and trusted ideas. So that um, messaging right there doesn't do anything about promoting price, quality, and delivery, but yet focuses on the ethics and values that align with their customers. I agree. Uh, 
can be hundreds of companies that have 42 presses, state-of-the-art equipment, awesome lunchroom, cafeteria, 20,000 square feet of uh, facility. Uh, but that isn't why someone chooses to align with them. Well, those can be essential for production, time, or turnover. Uh, it doesn't really identify the true purpose for why. Mm-hmm. But every company is backed with a unique strategy. Which marketing strategy or deliverable do you believe is most essential for executing in marketing? Hmm. I guess um, I've found success in identifying a company's why through a specific onboarding process that is defined with several layers through internal and external analysis. So learning from the leadership team on those certain values and areas of expertise, but also learning from their customer base about what sets them apart from competition. So now the most essential marketing deliverable, in my opinion, is a website designed with an optimum user experience. So when a site is easy to use and navigate and design elements are used to evoke emotion and appreciation, it provides positive experiences and keeps users loyal to the brand. Yeah, I mean, I was actually reading earlier today um, that the average time someone spends on a website is 45 seconds. A customer or prospect can't find what they're looking for in that time frame. Uh, it's pretty much a lost cause. I mean, because if you're not updating your website for easy accessibility and feasible information, the next guy definitely is. Yeah, and you mentioned that, and you know, people take just a millisecond to decide whether or not they're they're even going to spend that time on the website. And once they do, it's at 45 seconds. But it's even that upfront thing where you really want to make sure that your website is designed, looking sharp, so that people go, "This is a website that I and I want to continue to look through." And the other part of that is more and more we're seeing that consumers' first contact with your brand is on the internet. So making sure that your website really serves, I like to say, as an extension of the sales team is kind of that growing um, importance where you need it because that's going to be how they're going to greet you first. It's just like walking in the door. You want somebody to shake your hand. So the website's kind of got to be that, that doorman almost where it's there and you know saying hello and showing you what they actually do. Agreed. I mean, your website is that virtual front door and your reader or user um, should enjoy scrolling through and learning and interacting in order to connect with your brand. Let's transition to my favorite part of all this, which is messaging and, you know, how the why really drives it. So in your words, what benefit does creating personalized messaging have and why is that important? Perhaps you've heard before you start a business, you have to do a lot of market research, you have to know who your customer is and then build a niche. When you start with why, it does not come from looking ahead at what you want to achieve and then figure out an appropriate plan to get there. It comes from looking where you are right now. So when you know the decision is right, not only does it feel right, but you can also rationalize it and easily put it into words. Um, so then finding that why is a process of detecting those specific words. Um, Simon uh, Sinek has been known for saying, we only see the things we have words for. So the why is already within you. Yeah, Teresa, that's an excellent example. Uh, the why should be the driving force behind what your goal ultimately is. Um, so as we wrap up our discussion today, what is the best way for our listeners to start evaluating their why and what can they do? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to quote another person. seems like I'm quoting a lot of famous people. But one of my uh, other famous uh, favorite quotes, proclaimed to be by Albert, uh, from Albert Einstein, uh, which I've been known to say is, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Therefore, the first recommendation I have for our listeners uh, in order to get started in evaluating their why is to step back and do something different. Yes, your company has been successful for many years, 
but we talk differently today than we did a decade ago. So the need is to reposition your brand perception with distinction. Um, research is important uh, in order to implement a strategy that will be appealing and genuine and long lasting. But an objective outside professional can help you by leading that workshop with your leadership team uh, to find your why and then lead the initiative of the customer driven voice. So I guess, you know, great companies that start with why, but differentiate the ones that keep their why uh, are uh, more successful year after year. And that why does change year after year as well. It can, absolutely, yeah. Depending on um, a new focus or a capability or a market change. So being flexible to adapting to that is key too. And I think that's really important to, to mention because so many of these companies you know, started maybe you know 50 years ago or 75 years ago and we see that a lot in our industry. And the thing that I think we have a hard time sometimes communicating to them is you get these companies that have been there forever, but what they started as and what they are now might be completely different. Exactly. And a lot of times they don't think that they need marketing, but we are in a, a fast paced moving environment where marketing is critical. And if you don't have your branded voice um, in those channels, identifying who you are, what you offer, but more importantly, your purpose for being a business, um, you're going to miss out on new business opportunities. And I think, you know, Jared and I, we've definitely seen this right now in the COVID time. We're seeing a lot of companies transition into that medical market, and that's a completely different change. So these companies are having to maybe adjust their old communication to you know jump into that medical market and serve it right now a little bit better. And I think that's where um, the connection, that emotional connection, making um, it known to your audience those core values and ethics that you have um, are going to connect with your audience base because people want to do business with people they like, people they are. Are like and so that's where I think a connection um, would be worthy for those companies to re reposition their why yeah that's for sure I mean we always want to be able to work with a company that we understand and that understands us because there's nothing worse than sitting on hold or having to go through the uh, phone system pressing ones and twos to, to get to the real person so uh, Teresa let's just give the uh, the audience a little bit more about how they can work with you how they can find you and you know maybe a little bit more about what that process looks like starting with Vi so um, Vive can be found at uh, marketingformanufacturers.com and our virtual front door will welcome you to encourage you to uh, get started and understand the process of our internal and external analysis where we help define uh, what your why statements are um, and then feed those marketing channels with a consistent voice uh, so that uh, every, every marketing channel is saying the same thing and not just the um, external marketing channels but your, your internal channel. So that means your team. So that your team is saying exactly the same as your uh, external branded voice. Well, Teresa, thanks again for joining us and discussing the importance of finding the why. For uh, Jared, I'm Kyle, and that really wraps up this episode of Revive. Thanks again for listening in and to Teresa for joining us today. Check out marketingformanufacturers.com and stay tuned for more episodes of Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers. Thank you.